What does it mean to manufacture a stronger standard? At DeGeist, it means to solve challenges and help manufacturers achieve more through our people, our technology, and our belief that anything is possible. This is Manufacturing a Stronger Standard, a podcast by DeGeist. Hey everyone, Derek DeGeese here, president of Lest USA and DeGeese Corporation, and we're here live at Fabtech 2021, and we're on our podcast, Manufacturing a Stronger Standard. And we're here with another episode, and today we have Eddie, the host of the Flex Machine Tools, yeah. and uh, I, I, thanks for joining us today. No, it's really, really cool. There's a lot of amazing things going on here, but it's genuinely a pleasure to have sit down, be here, learn about your technology, and talk to you. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. Well, tell us, Eddie, tell us a little about yourself and your company and uh, who you represent. Yeah, so long story short, I'm a professional cartoon. No, <laughs> but in all reality, I started off in sales. That's kind of a big background. I'm in, and I started in that position with Flex. But I have just a diehard passion for being a storyteller and for also for marketing and spreading the good message because I feel like manufacturing is one of the really most underrated industries in the world. And I feel people aren't talking about it in an exciting manner. So it really allowed me to jump ship after 12 years in one career to go and say, hey, I'm going to go be our storyteller. I'm going to be our brand champion. And when I started doing that, I also wanted to connect with others to help them do the same thing. So I'm lucky enough to be able to do that every single day. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So flex arm. We actually have a flex arm in our manufacturing facility. Awesome. We're awesome. part of on the DeGeese Corporation side. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're looking at your flex CNC machines. Well, you have multiple new products that you're bringing out. And uh, you guys got a very dynamic company as well. So. Mm -hmm. How do, how do you see your flex arm machine and, and your flex CNC? How are you guys addressing uh, automation and helping out companies? Sure, sure. So with kind of our legacy product, the tapping arm, it's really difficult to automate that because it takes the idea of the human having to use a hand tap, if you will, and it just counterbalances that specific arm. So we have worked with a couple of robotics companies who have tried to automate that, but depending on what it is you're doing, there's a lot of ways to go about it. But with the CNC world, being able to really automate that process and try to keep the hands off of the parts as much as possible and allowing the spindle to do what it does, um, really with the programming that we're putting into it, having larger machining beds so you're not enclosed to a specific space, really empowers the operator so it's a lot more than just hitting cycle start, leaning back, you know, texting on your phone or tweeting and wait till it's done, you know. <laughs> this empowers the users to be able to do a lot more without increasing that risk if you will. So those are really a lot, a lot of cool things that we have coming up in the future, especially with the programming and just adding a lot of convenience to just machine tool users, not only in the US, but around the world. And I think I may have prefaced it wrong. I, that's a, the great answer. But to, to me, just automation may be, be the wrong way to ask about it, but sure. multiplying the efforts of your people. And I True. think the flex arm was huge for us for that, even as well. I mean, uh, a lot of the stuff is not just robots replace everything. If sure. you add automation and technology can be used in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. and then be able to multiply the efforts to your people and be able to get more and be able to have them do more. Mm -hmm. And I think your, your flex arm fits in that, isn't it? Now your flex CNC as well. Mm -hmm. And just maybe just talk, as you're bringing people on outside of the flex mm -hmm. arm, what are you seeing out there? What are they talking about? Is your passion to talk about manufacturing? What do you see the need is and that you're so passionate to talk about? Absolutely. The big thing to me that stands out the most outside of automation, outside of robotics, outside of the 4.0 and all the things people talk about the reshoring, the skills gap really, for lack of a better term, grinds my gears, but in a good way to where it doesn't deter me, it motivates me because I feel, I know that there's a gap right now. And the only way to fill that gap, I feel is to personally turn up manufacturing's volume. 
get it out there and be able to tell the story of not each individual entity, but collectively work together to me help you tell your story. You help me tell my story. And I think if we can connect with individuals who are in that limbo, if you will, like we're talking a lot about addressing students and I feel students in like the high school realm, right? That is the future of our industry. And so far they've been fed with this idea that you have to go to a four year school in order to be successful. Sure. I respect the four-year or four-year whatever. I respect the educational system. I think it brings value to those who can really, really need it. But I hope that that you and you and myself and anybody else watching this, hearing this, can help change, change that rhetoric, change that conversation. That manufacturing isn't dark, dull, dingy, damp work. There, there's wonderful things happening, and there's so much that we so we take for granted and don't realize how much of an impact these items have on us that are directly related to manufacturing. So yeah. it fires me up knowing that, yes, there is a gap, but we can talk about it all day. What are you and I doing to fill that gap? And sure. I think being a storyteller is gonna be a big way so we can connect with the individuals who need to hear it the most. Absolutely, that sounds great. Past the skills, the skills gap is there. It's very real, that's yeah. obvious. But now, Ben, I think, uh, uh, on steroids as it's been pushed forward in maybe two, three, four, five years faster with the pandemic as well. Yeah, yeah. But now we're not getting those people coming back in and now we're not getting the people come back sure. as well. So we have, and so how do we address, what I see how to address that is that what I see when I look around at the different technology out there in all the different areas is that we're able, they're, they're, everyone is looking to address that and given technology and we're changing. Before to me, it seemed like, yeah, we need a skills gap. We need to tell them about manufacturing it pays well and they're gonna come. And then they're coming and they're leaving, and it's like, well, the, the younger generation doesn't want to work. I, I don't think that's really true. I just think that they've they grew up with a cell phone, they grew up with tablets, they grew up with information immediately at their fingertips all the time. Sure. And now they're being told to go into a position where, well, this guy that's been here for 20, 30 years is going to train him how, how to do it. And they, I think the guys look at it and they go, I don't want to do that for 20, 30 years, something like that. And then, Precisely. and I take all my information, all my everything I used to be able to know all the time, take it all away, and then I have to organically learn over trial, 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 and fail, mm -hmm. trial, and fail until I get it right. Right. And I don't think that people aren't going to, kids, you, the generations coming up don't haven't learned that way, and they can't learn that a different way now. You can't, they yeah. can't learn that way. And so, if we can address that, use the technology, take the data and the information that's out there, find use ways to present that information to them, mm -hmm. let them have that in front of them. They have, a, they can see that as a, they can be successful. They understand how to use that, mm -hmm. and then that will help us be able to bring them in. And so, it's more of a mindset change for our industry. Yeah. It's not just the, the people coming into it, and that's where that's where what I see the tidbits of the companies mm -hmm. doing. They are talking to Industry 4.0, and they're right. connecting everything. Mm -hmm. But that is those pieces of bringing that information to the to a level where people can use it, and that's where I think that we'll be able to bring them in. We can bring them in, but just short of bringing them in, we have to have already proactively made sure we had ways to be able to keep them there. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I, I know a weird word in manufacturing is culture. People think that you can't be a manufacturing facility and have culture, or they're on the other side. They think culture is just beers in the fridge and ping pong tables. <laughs> and and I really feel, I not a feel, I know that having a solid culture moving forward will be a priority, because you're talking about the individuals and and they're so used to this specific type of technology, and some are even afraid. And as you probably hear this as well, automation is taking away opportunity, robotics is taking away opportunity. I would argue, in the face of any of those individuals, that it's going to be a more attractive workforce in that in those individuals who are so acute or so aware of that technology being born with cell phones in their hands 
I think it's going to make for a more attractive workplace that can really take that dull, dingy, dark, damp, those, you know, the alliteration there, turn it on its head, um, and in combination with promoting great workplaces, much more than just good wages, if you will. Everybody yeah. wants to make good money. That's great. Yeah. But yeah. if you make good money and you don't provide a good work environment, there's not the technology and the tools there to help them flex their muscles, for lack of a better term, yeah. Yeah. then you're, I think you're going to put too much time and effort on saying, okay, we've got good wages. Okay, we've got good hours. Okay, you can get first shift. I don't think that my generation cares as much about those things. Yeah. And, and I hope by us talking that we can tell the story just a little bit better because yeah. that's where the gap is. I don't know right. if it's as much as a skills gap as, as much as it's an understanding and perspective gap. Yeah, right. Well said. I agree. And uh, 100%. I also think that with that, it's, it's not just, it's that they're a part of something too. They want to know what they're doing. It's not, don't give me a task. Why am I doing it? And what is it used for? Mm. So like I make a widget or no, I make a part that goes into a Boeing 747. Well, that's a lot more interesting to be able to talk about. And that feels like you know that you're a piece of something to get it complete. And I think that's another piece that we need to continually make sure they understand why they're doing it and what, what their efforts are moving towards. Yes, yes. And it goes back to the understanding and, and the perspective of it. You know, if you just think, okay, it's just assembly line work. Who is that going to be attractive to ever besides somebody who loves that? Which there are people, which is great, awesome, amazing work. America's backbone is built on that type of work. And it's just, but we really have to continue to have these conversations to let them know that the understanding gap is there. The skills are out there. I, I truly believe that. I believe the skills are out there. We as an industry have not done a good enough job of letting people know the attractive parts of it, that it is something greater than yourself, but it's all right in front of us. Yeah. It's all right in front of us, whether it's the camera, the equipment we're using, the shoes we're wearing, you know, whatever it may be, the cars that we drove here and back, the planes that we flew in. Manufacturing touches each and every one of those items. And I think if people understood how connected they are to manufacturing, they would recognize how much they are a part of something greater when they step foot into that door, for lack of a better term. I wish we could get everyone to get passes to come through here because if you could walk through this these buildings and see it mm -hmm. you can't not want to be a part of what's going on mm -hmm. so like we, it blows people away when they see there is there is no better place where there's there's more technology than in manufacturing it's where the money is where the money is to make stuff and that's where uh the feature just all the newest things are are in mm -hmm. manufacturing yeah and so it's there for for uh i think people coming and looking at it as a career opportunity and make sure that that companies are investing in those things and it, as strategically as they can to continue to grow to be able to bring those together. 100% man, 100% and I just, I hope that we can all learn from Toys R Us. People don't talk about that enough as well. They did not adapt to the market and look what happened. And I feel if, if manufacturing, does, if we don't continue to change that, if we don't keep pushing these conversations out and having them and facilitating them, not that a whole industry is going to be be um, be absolved or dissolved, if you will. But last year, you know, when COVID happened, the pandemic happened. U.S. manufacturing kind of got punched in the mouth. Yeah. And there's no nice way to say it. But I feel it's nice when it's 70 and sunny. You know, you've got a good administration in there, for lack of a better term. Things are going great. But when the winds and the precipitation of adversity strike our industry, how do we respond? And I think that we responded really, really well. But I think it woke us up to, hey. We're not only, not only are we not telling the story, we're not telling the right stories. Yep, yep, oh, I agree, 100%. Awesome. Yeah. Eddie, thank you very much for joining us on uh, our episode today. Absolutely. Yep. Pleasure's hope, mine, man. Yes, hope we get to talk again. 
uh, and maybe you can be back on your show. We can talk a little bit more about Dickies Corporation, Less the USA, and how we're we're uh, attacking that skills gap and mm -hmm. helping give automation and solutions to be able to empower their people. Uh, mm -hmm. Hopefully, we can do that. Likewise, back 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 at you. I'm looking forward to that conversation personally. Yeah, All right, mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you, yeah, thank everyone. You. Thanks again and for another episode of Manufacturing Stronger Standard. Mm -hmm. Make sure you check us out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, subscribe to our station as we continue to address ways to be able to help make manufacturers uh, better. Thank you.